It may only be a few hours' drive from the U.S. border, but for the American students of Montreal's prestigious McGill University, Canada has become a passport to a much more affordable college degree. 2,200 Americans make up 12% of McGill's undergrads. 12%. Among them, Emily Cox of Chicago. Well, it came down between McGill and Georgetown University, and it just came down to money. Georgetown's 45 to 50,000, McGill's 20. And so, obviously, I chose McGill. podcast. This is the number one podcast to learn English for Canada. So put on that toque, button up that parka, and get ready to learn English for the Great White North. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I have just checked the listening statistics for this podcast, and we have listeners from over 100 countries. We have listeners from Mexico, Japan, Brazil, India, China, of course, Canada, and it's amazing that there are so many of you from all over the world listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. And now we're almost into episode 10. This is episode 9, and You guys know I am a planner. I love to get things planned and advanced. So I have some really great upcoming expression episodes for you. But if there is a phrase or expression you'd like to hear, you can always find me on Instagram. My handle is at English. So go over there and check it out. Send me a message or leave me a comment with the expression that you'd like to hear. Now, this is a very exciting episode today because I have some guests on this podcast. I have two amazing teachers, one from America and one from the UK, and they have a podcast called English Across the Pond. And we're going to hear from them a little bit later, but let's talk about that clip you heard in the beginning. This is from the NBC YouTube channel, and it's all about how American students are choosing Canadian universities to avoid paying high tuition fees in America. So I just did a quick Google to see what a university like Harvard would cost to go to for a year, and it is crazy. So to go to Harvard, you can look at paying nearly 50,000 US dollars for tuition. So if you want to also, you know, stay at Harvard, have room and board and all the other fees associated with living on campus, then it's nearly 70,000 US dollars a year. Now, the tuition fees in Canada are much less. I mean, for Canadians, usually it's between I think now between six and seven thousand Canadian dollars and of course international students will pay a little more but this is only about twenty thousand US dollars so a fraction of the price that Americans pay for top tier universities so it's really no wonder that these American students are choosing some Canadian universities 
So our expression today also links to education. It is you're a keener. So keener is our slang term. And this comes from the word keen. So to be keen is to have eagerness or enthusiasm for something. I could say, I'm keen to get started on this new project. And our comparative adjective is keener. So he's keener than she is to run the marathon. He's more eager, more enthusiastic to run the marathon. But keener as a slang term means a person, usually a student. So we usually use this when we are talking about school or education, who is super keen, enthusiastic, or maybe a little bit overzealous. So while people usually respect others who do well in school and work hard, calling someone a keener is not usually a compliment. So sometimes keeners go a little bit too far when it comes to doing well in school. They might suck up to or try and impress their teachers and annoy the rest of their classmates with their continuous efforts to show off show off how much they know about a subject. So let's look at this with an example sentence. Claire sat in the very front row. She kept raising her hand to answer all of the teacher's questions. She gets all A's on her report card every single year. What a keener. So let's do our listen and repeat section. So we're going to say he's, he's a, He's a keener. He's a keener. So as I told you in the beginning, we have some guests on the podcast today. We have Jennifer and Dan from English Across the Pond, and we're going to talk a little bit about the comparison between education in the U.S., the U.K., and Canada. So let's take a listen. So welcome, guys, to the Can Learn English podcast. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Thanks for having us. No, thank you so much for coming. And I wanted to talk with you guys a little bit about, you know, how your education systems differ from, you know, that in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, just I know personally myself um, from watching all these American films that you guys talk about, you know, the years that you are in high school very differently from us. Jennifer, what do you guys call these years that you're in high school? Yeah, and I would even say, like, Dan and I have had an episode talking about these differences where it's different with the U.S. and the U.K. too, right? So yeah, Mm, yeah. we taught high school is four years. So we have ninth, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade, or we call it freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Okay, so that's very different. And what do you guys call this in the UK, Dan? Well, if it's from kind of 11-ish, you know, the age of a post after primary school, it's just secondary school. Yeah, we call it secondary school as well. Um, Both of them, we say, like, officially it's secondary school, but then we say high school as well. Ah, yeah. And how many years are in secondary school in the UK? Traditionally from 11 to 16, so five years if then you want to study more it's changing the law is changing here you used to be able to leave school at 16 i believe it's now 17 and it will be 18 so but say traditionally just 11 to 16 five years so they once you're 16 what happens well you can either go to what's called sixth form 
I'm not sure why it's called sixth form because there's no first, second, third, fourth, or fifth form. It's just sixth form. Or <laughs> you can go to college, like vocational college, or you could get a job. But I don't think that's possible anymore. I think it's changing. The reason I don't know is it's changing sort of now and it's changing to, I think, 17 and then 18. So college um, or, you know, a sixth form will become compulsory. Interesting. Mm. And yeah, that's completely different because I think when it comes to university and college, Canadians kind of follow the Americans more because Jennifer, what happens in university or college in the United States? Uh, so after you graduate from high school, when you finish 12th grade or when you graduate from becoming a senior, you go on to college or university. And so you have the opportunity to go to a two year or a junior college. And when you finish that college, you get your associate's degree, or you have the option to go straight to a four year college and get a bachelor's degree. Okay. So, and that's kind of what you're talking about. Those two differences. Yeah, in the U.S., you guys call, like, university and college are kind of interchangeable terms, right? Yeah, so we, it's pretty interchangeable. We use college a lot, as I believe abroad uses university. So, like, we go to, we write, like, our, we are doing college applications. We write college scholarships. We do college exams. You know, we don't really say, like, I'm writing my university application. It's college applications. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, I have okay. a tutor. I have a tutor for my college applications. So we use college a lot to talk about university. And I would even say it's more common to use. Um, but when we talk about junior college, we would never say, oh, I'm going to a junior university. So that's where it cannot be interchangeable. Mm. Okay. And in Canada, they are very different. So a university, yeah. So a university, um, is a bigger institution. Usually you study like a bachelor's degree or a master's or a PhD in a university. And then we have colleges that are amazing, but in the past they've tended to be a little bit more of a like vocational type of training, whereas same it's changing thing. a little bit now. Yeah. yeah, it's the same for you guys, is it? Yeah, and it's also changing a little bit as well, where traditionally vocational kind of hands-on colleges are becoming slightly more academic. I think as the workplace changes, as jobs change, as, you know, as, you know, as, as time marches on, but traditionally college is kind of hairdressing and fixing cars, and university is more desk-based history, the arts and the social sciences and things like that. Yeah, for us, it would be maybe a little bit more academic. College would tended to be um, things like being an electrician. Yeah. But now you can you can receive a bachelor's degree in a college. And a lot of students are finding that they'll leave like a university with a bachelor degree without any real like hands on yeah. um, practical skills. So colleges are smart and they've created these like postgraduate programs so you can a lot of canadians now go to a university get a four-year degree and then go to a college mm. and take maybe a one or two-year program in for example marketing and so they learn like a hands-on approach so you know it's changing quite a bit like maybe it is in the uk as well totally exactly the same and this i won't make this a huge answer but it's with my daughter um she's 11 and potentially going to university isn't the great 
goal and wish and desire of everybody that it was 20 years ago or 30 years ago. She probably will go to university, but it's not the one target that it used to be because so much more diversification, online studies, doing practical things at college. And the idea that you just said, Dana, about going to uni and then going to college after is, I'm, I'm writing that down. It's a very good idea. Yeah, it, it happens a lot. And one more thing I want to talk about, because I hear a lot of my students say this, and it, it's not really correct, it's not how we speak in Canada, is they'll say, I go to a public college. Um, you know, I'm at Canada at a public college. You know, we have all of our colleges and universities are public. There's not many private colleges or universities in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer, is that the case in the U.S.? How do, is it considered a private institution or is it public as in public as in part of the government? Well, we, I would say, have more of like uh, we have UC systems in the U.S. So like the universe or so UC would be like University of California, for example. So we have like UC here in California and then we have state schools. So we have universities and state schools would be kind of the Mm -hmm. main difference and so um state schools are usually more like that public tuition is much cheaper and Mm -hmm. um it's not like the ivy league types of things and then those privates are often like the ucs the university of california of san diego ucsd for example and those are typically uh more expensive and have different options Yeah, expense is a huge thing in the United States. It is crazy, crazy expensive to get a university education in the U.S., isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's very expensive to study out of state. Okay. So it's cheaper for me. It was cheaper for me to go to to college. Also, I want to just make another note. Like in the U.S., we never call it uni for university, (laughs) but (laughs) it would be cheaper for me to go to college in California because I was a California resident when I graduated. So if I wanted to go to school in on the East Coast in New York, for example, I would have to pay out of state tuition fees. Mm. Okay, that's that's interesting. And our what are the tuition fees like in, in the UK? Yeah, we until recently never had them for university. Of course, um state education is free up to the age of 18 for everybody but we've recently introduced fees and I mean either parents help out or students get loans I think it's about three thousand pounds a year something like that for you know a UK resident for a UK citizen but we don't have like Jennifer was saying about it's more expensive in this place or that place because it's too small (laughs) Okay, we could talk about this forever. Like totally. this, it's a huge topic. You know, yeah. I'll have to come back on, and we can do another. I'll do another school re- related expression. But I wanted to give my listeners a chance to hear about, you know, your podcast and what you offer them. So if I've got some listeners who, you know, think I really want to get used to different accents, a different type of podcast, what is it that you guys? Where can they find you, and uh, what do you do there? Do you want to say, Jennifer, and if you miss anything, um, I'm here to back you up. (laughs) Woo, thanks for the support, partner. (laughs) Uh, Yes, so we on this episode just now talked about a lot of differences between um, all three countries in the education system. So 
Dan and I are the two hosts for English Across the Pond, and our podcast really emphasizes some of the differences between American and British English, naturally, just because I'm from the U.S. and Dan's from the U.K. So every week we meet and have a natural conversation based on a different theme. So each week there's a different theme, and Dan and I just have a chat about it. We often tell our listeners it's almost as if they were joining us at a coffee shop and having like a natural conversation with us at the coffee table. In this conversation, we just introduce tons of expressions and vocabulary and idioms and things. And then um, at the end of our conversation, we dive into what we call a language focus, which is a grammar point that relates to each episode. So we offer that for free. Um, every single week, this podcast episode, you can find it at englishacrossthepond.com. We're also on iTunes and Stitcher and, and various apps. And then we offer a membership program if anybody wants to dive even deeper. So our membership program offers transcripts for each episode every week and a study plan. And our study plan just goes into more detail about each episode. We give definitions of the idioms, expressions, and vocabulary uh, with the definitions. We give listening comprehension questions, listening exercises, spelling practice. We give more information and examples based on our language and grammar point. And we offer speaking and writing tasks with feedback from us so our listeners, our members, submit their writing and speaking tasks, and then we edit and correct them and provide feedback. And um, yeah, so just to dive deeper into each episode. Perfect. Great. Yeah. yeah. And so you guys can um, sign up for that on our website. And, and then I believe you will have a, a special link somewhere. Yeah, I'll put the special link on the on my website for this episode. So um, it will be at canlearnenglishpodcast.com. And when you go to this episode, which is titled Keener, you can get the link to join English Across the Pond. Yay! And, and we would love to offer additional resources for any new members who sign up. So your students, Dana, will get a special bonus. We've talked about some differences in the U.S. and U.K. school systems, and we've talked about some differences in um, the U.S. and U.K. and like stereotypes. So if a student signs up with this link, we will offer two additional um, bonus kind of PDFs to support these past episodes we have with extra vocabulary and information. Awesome. That's yeah. a very great offer. So definitely check out the link and check out English Across the Pond. If you want more information or want to see the offer that Jennifer talked about in this episode, then just go to canlearnenglishpodcast.com forward slash 009. That's canlearnenglishpodcast.com forward slash 009. And I've put the links to Jennifer and Dan's podcast, English Across the Pond, and the link to the offer that they're talking about. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to support this free podcast by subscribing, liking, and sharing this podcast. Until next time, bye-bye.